Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Oh, sorry, I'm Vashita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie. So, um, yeah, we're a little brain dead today. Yeah. Um, it's, what, that 20 passed. days? 20 days from Election Day? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. I lost count. Um, <laughs> I keep 20s. counting that I lose count. <laughs> but um, unrelated <laughs> to the elections, which we'll get to in a minute, um, we launched a whole series of billboards with the National Institutes for Reproductive Health this week. These are these are non-electoral. They're actually post-electoral. Yeah, they're actually like <laughs> aiming, ramping us up for lame duck. Yes. Right. <laughs> so they are about um, the bill that was introduced here in Ohio, House Bill 565, that would ban all abortions in the state. The total abortion ban. Yes, the total abortion ban. This is not the six-week ban that we've been talking about for God knows how many years now. But this yes. is a new bill that would make abortion... Um, punishable under the murder statutes in Ohio. So the woman having the abortion, anyone who assisted her would be abetting a murder. And then, of course, the physician or medical professional providing them would also be um, This would charge everybody. This would charge everybody. How do we know that? Because the bill actually says that. Because the bill actually, about three-quarters of the way through, says that if you don't want to be prosecuted under this, you can rat somebody out, basically, is what the bill says. It, it does what? <laughs> it says that, so, you know, after it goes through all the punishments and everything else, it says that if you want to avoid prosecution under this statute, you can tell who performed the abortion, you know, like give up the doctor, you could give up where you had it, you could give up other people who were in the room, you, like you had to participate in prosecuting someone else in order to gain immunity if you are the patient who had the abortion. Correct. <laughs> so folks, this is not a drill, clearly. No. Uh, this is something very serious and um with these uh, extreme egregious uh, abortion bans, you know, mm-hmm. we are definitely trying to raise awareness with the billboards. Yeah. Well, and the thing is with this bill, too, is that there are 18 co-sponsors on this bill. So there are 99 members of the Ohio House who had the ability to sign on to it. Nearly 20% of the Ohio House signed on to a bill that would prosecute women, doctors, and those who help them get access to abortion care for having an abortion under the murder statute in Ohio. Right. It also creates fetal personhood, which is something that if you've been around in Ohio for a very, very long time, you remember there was a group of folks who were trying to do a ballot initiative to get the personhood. Oh, I remember remember that. That was horrible. Yes. Um, So it does have some elements of that too. So this could actually impact like miscarriage management. This could impact access to birth control. This has a whole kind of, long arm of impacts. Wasn't there a thing about in vitro fertilization being? Yeah, so because it, um, in order to make, under House Bill 565, in order to make it murder, they've created a personhood for um, an unborn human individual, in air quotes if you're not watching the video, um, because it doesn't exist. Um, And so they, um, and they define unborn human individual as a fertilized egg up. 
So a fertilized egg under House Bill 565 has the same standing as you or me under the law. So they'd be, a person. they'd be willing to apply a legal penalty to somebody getting in vitro fertilization. It's possible, yeah. Just to try and stop abortion. Uh-huh. And, and one in five members of the Ohio House have signed on to this nutty Pretty plan. Pretty much, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what these billboards are. There's three in Cl- Cleveland on a bunch of the interstates and two in Columbus and the di- kind of downtown core. One directly across from the state house, which I love. And um, that basically says, you know, there's this bill out there that would, you know, punish people who for having abortions by um, life imprisonment or possibly even the death penalty. It's at state and high? Yes, state and high. All right. So you could stand in John Kasich's office and look out the you state could. house window <laughs> and see this billboard uh-huh. that talks about why we shouldn't ban all abortions in the state of Ohio. Yes. Dear John Kasich. You are still governor until the end of the year. And this is <laughs> co-funded by uh, the National Institute for Reproductive Health. Yes, it is. So they are a um, partner organization based in New York City um, that they do some New York-based stuff, but then they also do nationally recognized campaigns. So we actually worked with them before um, a couple of Oh, God, it's been two years now. A um, bunch of billboards we did in Cleveland. Um the same month as the Republican National Convention up there that did a bunch of kind of similar That's right. outreach on criminalization and what happens when abortion is criminalized and who is criminalized when abortion is criminalized. So right. we've worked with them several different times on various things, so we're excited to be working with them again. So this is something that people should be asking their current legislators about, saying, hey, when you come back in November and December... Are you guys going to, you know, monkey around to the stupid proposal or are you going to let this thing die in committee where it should be? Exactly. Okay. Right. So do that. <laughs> uh, there's a, uh, a website on the billboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put the link to that in the show notes so everybody can see. Yes. Um, probably put a picture of one of these billboards as the nice cover photo for yes. uh, the podcast episode. So <laughs> check it out. Yeah. All right, so that's all non-electoral. Yes. But at the same time, there is an electoral. Uh, What's going on in the election? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, as we start to count down to uh, November 6th, I think it's important that we keep reminding people that they can early vote now. Uh, So, you know, most of the time, I think you can go to your uh, Board of Elections um, county building and and vote early, um, or you can wait till November 6th. It's totally up to you. We just want you to vote either way. Um, And we've seen a number of debates. Um, The last one, Sherrod Brown and Jim Renacci. so uh, obviously we don't like Jim Renacci. We don't want him to win. But, <laughs> you know, uh, just speaking on the, the debate itself, I watched it. And I I don't know. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it like I did with the, you know, guber- gubernatorial debate. I don't know. I just I feel like it's obviously shared is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, right. and he definitely let us know why we've been voting for him uh, all these years and why he's been representing the state of Ohio all these years is because he cares and he fights for workers and he fights for, you know, everything that we are, are trying to fight for ourselves. So clean water, jobs, I mean, just, right. mm-hmm. just everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, first off, I, I, you're right. Sherrod Brown fights for workers. I mean, you know, as Hard. much as we love him as being a pro-choice champion, right. yeah. like <laughs> his thing that he's known for is really fighting for working people, protecting the middle class, 
Um, you, that was something that came up, obviously, several times during the debate. Uh, he was talking a lot about trade and right. his thoughts on uh, different you know, trade policies that Trump has either been talking about for a long time or sometimes right. just seems to pull out of <laughs> midair. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, there was the point when they were talking about coal and coal mining and right. Trump always, and Renacy brought up, you know, hey, you wear this canary pin. Yes. <laughs> because the canary in the coal mine. Uh, and then Renacy turns that around and starts talking about, you know, clean coal, which is obviously a myth fabricated right. by the coal industry. <laughs> exactly. In, in a way that's going to, you know, allow them to continue to poison the atmosphere, mm-hmm. yep. uh, burning nasty coal dust. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, Sherrod has been supporting things like, uh, you know, solar and wind and sensible environmental policies. Um, He's always been like our number one champion uh, Mm -hmm. on reproductive rights in the Senate. Um, And, you know, I think the biggest thing I took away from this debate is, you know, there wasn't like any new information revealed. Um, But I think it made it really clear that Renacy, he jumped into this race late because Josh Mandel was in and then out. Absolutely. And it's never felt like Renacy's had a complete campaign. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to be committed. I don't think he thinks that he can win. The polls agree he's not <laughs> going to win. And so it's like in place of having a real campaign and talking about the issues, he's just resorted to just throwing out whatever garbage mm-hmm. he can come up with. Absolutely. And yeah. it's like, you know, dude, just because you're losing a Senate race doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can just <laughs> try to yeah. sling mud. Yeah, so, I agree. You- just basically trying to throw shit under the bus. And um, and I definitely agree with you, Gabe. Uh, Renacy got into this race late, and obviously because uh, Josh Mandel got out, he just felt like, oh, hey, here's a place for me, you know? <laughs> I'll just jump in here. Um, definitely, right. to me, a self-serving purpose, so. Yeah. Well, I think the one big thing that came out, I mean, Jim Renacy is trying to be Trump, and he yeah. is even failing at that, and I'm not quite sure how you fail at that, because like, I feel like, you know, just lying <laughs> There's everywhere. There's no good and, outcome there. <laughs> yeah, there really is no good outcome there. So, you know, I think it really just solidified that, you know, Jim Renacy is, you know, just another Donald Trump, and yeah. is just, you know, trying to sling mud and do whatever he can to get elected. Trying and to appeal to Trump supporters. Yes. Exactly, yeah. And On, I guess, riding Trump's coattail, mm-hmm. you know, being with him while he's locking up kids in cages and not speaking on that in yeah. the very least. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> but let's remember that we can't just be too complacent because <clears throat> there were some lots of polls that said that we wouldn't be in the position we are today <laughs> either. So oh, that means... Sheriff's numbers, look how much he has out like fundraise. Oh my god, yes. Uh Renacy is out fundraise a word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it is today. But that's actually true across the board. Yeah. Like I've we were I was and maybe we'll try to find the exact number for the show notes, but right. um Democrats like across the country have oh, outraised yes. by multiple times their Democratic opponent. We're seeing it yes. in the C D twelve race with Danny O'Connor and Troy Balderson and everything else that they've just kind of you know, yeah. out fundraised everybody. It's an amazing time. So, get out and vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't don't make us spend. Don't make these candidates spend all of this ridiculous amounts of money. Because when I hear the In totals time. every time, <laughs> I just want my brain hurts. Because like how much we could solve right. with billions of dollars that we spend in campaigns every I other know, year. Right? But um, 
But don't spend, make all this money get spent, and then you just sit at home and not vote. So go vote. Right. Uh, the more competitive race here in Ohio is DeWine versus Cordray. Um, Mike DeWine has been waffling, um, flip-flopping on the like issue <laughs> uh, of pre-existing conditions. He seems yeah. to be trying to claim that he's in support of people with pre-existing conditions and wouldn't cruelly strip away their health care, but... On the same, you know, at the same time, right. he was part of a lawsuit to block yes. parts of mm-hmm. the Affordable Care Act going into effect that would have helped people with pre-existing conditions. Exactly. The first day in office. His first day in office, he filed that lawsuit. So He's yeah. a horrible right. person. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and when you look at all the sort of things, uh, you know, the many, many, many people that would be hit by yeah. pre-existing condition Mm-hmm. restrictions from health insurance companies mm-hmm. to turn his back on those Ohioans and say, no, no, I don't want you to have health care. I'd mm-hmm. rather side with this, you know, big corporate insurance yeah. company Yeah, is, is horrifying. It is. How can you say that you want to uh, come back and, you know, as governor and do what you can for Ohio when you're denying people their basic uh, most what, the right that we all have to have health care. Like, right. there's there's just no way. In particular, pre-existing conditions include things like, oh, being a victim of sexual assault and being a victim of domestic violence. And he's running his entire campaign on yeah. a lie that he tested all these rape kits and uh, Richard Cordray didn't. The facts of that case is that Richard Cordray actually started the task force in his last couple of months in office right. to start the process so that mm-hmm. Mike DeWine could finish it seven years later so yeah exactly whatever dude um but you know he's making himself dewine's making himself out as this champion for sexual assault victims which he's not at all he will block their access to abortion care and Mm -hmm. contraceptive services and also block them from getting health care in general because it will be a pre-existing condition and they won't be able to get health care anymore right so screw you uh, one thing that was brought up in the third debate, Cordray asked uh, DeWine if he would agree to a Toledo debate. Mm-hmm. Um, the the three debates that they had were, uh, you know, Cincy, Columbus, Cleveland. Um, Toledo always uh, seems to get neglected in these mm-hmm. sort of things. Cordray wants to uh, take the debate to Toledo, allow that community to have a you know firsthand experience to hear mm-hmm. from both of these candidates. Mike DeWine said, you know, that no, he's not interested in going to Toledo and talking to Toledoans. Yeah. Um, you know, considering the work that we've done in our mm-hmm. office to help yes. people in Toledo, you know, we've got to sign up there <laughs> about abortion <laughs> access Toledo. Right. Uh, it. I I found it really shocking that DeWine would be like, no, I'm I'm not interested in Toledo. Mm -hmm. I did too. And I think the people of Ohio, um, even if you don't live in Toledo, you should find that shocking as well. Because basically he's saying he just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no other way to put it. So, like, that's sad. Why would you want a man like that to be uh, governor of Ohio? Well, in a lot of ways, Toledo has been kind of the the canary in the coal mine to come back to Sherrod's pen. No yeah. kidding. For, for a lot of these things, you know, Toledo was the first place where we started to lose abortion clinics because of all these laws. Toledo couldn't drink its water for, what, three or four days because of Lake Erie being so contaminated. 
And it really, and those things are now spreading. We're seeing clinics closing in other cities. We're seeing water quality problems in other cities. Like it really is kind of this, you know, warning sign for our state and for DeWine to be just completely ignoring that and its citizens is, is really, should be alarming to all voters. Yes. I agree. And I, and I applaud Richard Cordray for wanting to have that debate and for caring about the people in Toledo. So Obviously, this is just another reason mm-hmm. why we should vote for him and Betty Sutton. Yeah. Right. Uh, newspapers agree there have been multiple uh, editorials in support of uh, Cordray Sutton. We yes. saw the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer has mm-hmm. since joined them. Um, the Athens News. Yes. Uh, Shocker on that I know, one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Most liberal city in the state, uh, but you know we we especially the dispatch, you know, mm-hmm. making yes. that endorsement. Um, Jamie pointed out as we were talking before the uh, show started, they specifically pointed to Dewine's very extreme stance on abortion rights and said, yes. you know, this is too excessive for the state of Ohio. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that really was, I mean, they had a whole list of things on why, but that was one of the big pieces that they said was this, you know, his stance on abortion care is not acceptable and too extreme for our state. And, you know, I think they even brought the Kavanaugh stuff into it and everything else. In this time, Ohio cannot afford to have, and I think it goes back to Richard Cordray's other comment in the last debate too. Like Ohio legislators have been obsessed with the funding Planned Parenthood, yes. with making abortion nearly impossible to get in a lot of cases, and has been just completely ignoring everything else. Right. You know, our opiate crisis is out of control. Infant mortality, maternal mortality is, you know, an emerging health crisis that's exploding before our eyes. And they're doing absolutely nothing to, do, to deal with any of this stuff because they're so singularly focused on banning abortion, banning abortion, banning abortion. Yes. Right. And that's what... Mike DeWine will bring and Richard Cordero, but, you know, help us move some of these other balls forward that actually, you know, need to, to move forward. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Akron Bacon Journal, speaking of newspaper endorsements, uh, endorsed Kathleen Clyde. Yay. Um, why did we endorse Kathleen Clyde? Cause she's awesome. Cause she's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because she speaks out against voter suppression, because she understands that the state of Ohio is going to lose big if we do not elect a Democratic uh, Secretary of State who's going to actually fix the issues that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just been such an outspoken spoken advocate on so many issues, voting rights being the one she's really honed yes. in on the most. This has been but, like her thing for a long yeah, time. I mean, from the time Rightfully she got so. in. And so and she and she's from a really interesting district. It's not a, you know, solidly democratic district. It's a more bipartisan district. Um, Northeast Ohio includes Kent and Kent State, but the areas around it as well. You know, and so she's, you know, really worked hard to represent her district and do what was right for, you know, the people of her district. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's she's just one of the most thoughtful and like considerate. And but then also like so often when you get, you know, somebody who really is, you know, considerate and those kind of things, they start getting weaker on on some things. But right. no, she like stood her ground so solidly and did it just such in a in a way where. It, she connected with people even when she disagreed with them. Right, absolutely. And so she's pretty solid across the board. Yeah, she's an amazing, progressive, young, democratic woman candidate that is just one of my favorite candidates running. Right. And you should vote for her. Yes. <laughs> vote for Kathleen Clyde. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of the news in the election this week. Um, up and down the ticket, uh, we've got a ton of pro-choice uh, champions to support. You can yes. find them all on our website. Um, we'll put the link to those in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, the, the one that sticks out the most really is the Renacy backing... Donald Trump, you know, if if you go to Jim Renacy's Twitter feed, he's got this picture of him in the Oval Office with Donald Trump. And I keep seeing all of these <laughs> disgusting comments uh, by Trump. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like every single one of them. Sad. You know, Jim Renacy's basically putting his name on and saying, I stand with this guy mm-hmm. no matter what sort of garbage it is. Um, I I don't like Kanye West, so <laughs> meeting with Kanye. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I mean, the black community has already banned him anyway, so yeah. Go well, for yeah, talk about him, do whatever you want. We, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> no, and you know, I mean, you saw. It. I mean, they they had that meeting, and then Trump came to. Um, we forgot to put this on there. Trump came to um, Westchester or Lebanon. He went to Lebanon. Or was it Westchester? He was went somewhere down there in South somewhere West in Southwest Ohio, Ohio. Yes. <laughs> where my family all lives. Hey. <laughs> um, and um, they um, and I guess Kanye talked something about the Thirteenth Amendment, and yes. then and then Trump like fully backed like repealing the Thirteenth Amendment and yes. went off on some racist tirade. Shocker, I know. <laughs> at the speech he gave later that same day in Ohio. Too so you know this, it just continues to go downhill and downhill and downhill. And now he's you know saying that even though there's mounting very 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 credible evidence that the Saudi Arabian crown prince had something to do with this journalist, the Washington Post journalist getting killed, that you know Trump's saying, well he denies it, so we it should believe happen. him. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a big thing that I think. <laughs> Hey, Jim Renacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trump's in your profile picture. Are you going to support him? Mm-hmm. In, I mean, Trump was basically acting this past week as the spokesman for the kingdom oh of gosh, Saudi yes. Arabia. Yes. Yeah. Not a shocker. Uh, not a shocker like this year, but big picture, the <laughs> idea of, yeah. you know, the president of the United States... Being a spokesperson for a king yes. in a different country who just had someone murdered. Correct. That's that's to us, oh, it's man. like wow, this is really happening to to but yeah. then when you think about the person, it's like I mean, I just see it as getting worse from here on out, honestly. Like I'm I'm sure this is not gonna be the worst that mm-hmm. we see. Yeah. Unfortunately. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's just, you know, and Trump was out there. I'm sure Kavanaugh's like, oh my God, please stop. But um, one of the quotes he had somewhere was that um, this is just like what happened to Judge Kavanaugh during his confirmation <laughs> hearings. You're guilty until proven innocent. And I believe in, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And they're denying it. So it didn't happen. And blah, Trump, blah, Trump blah. was comparing Kavanaugh's sexual assault allegations yes. with the Saudis. Murdering and dismembering a journalist inside a consulate. Yes. I'm sure Kevin, I was yeah. like, oh, please, God, stop. Please, yeah. stop. please stop. Oh, man. So, this is why we must vote. Yes. Please <laughs> Do you understand? Vote. Like this. Right. Oh, my God. Well, you know, it, it kind of fills in 
because there's been, you know, two years now of Jared Kushner being mm-hmm. very close with the Saudi family. And it's like, oh, man, no good will come of this. And right. now we see no good coming of it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and Pompeo was even down there this week. Like right. the day after they, I feel like it was the day after they started saying, well, he might have died in the embassy, but we didn't mean to kill him, which is the current story. Because they've had like four or five if you're following the story um, at this point. There was yeah. a team of 15 hitmen with a bone saw. Yeah. <laughs> but but they didn't mean to kill him. It was just an interrogation gone wrong because right. you bring a guy with a bone saw to an interrogation. Whatever. But um, no, like while this is all happening, Pompeo met with them. There are, right. there's like video of him like smiling and laughing with these people in Saudi Arabia. Right. And back to the, you know, Trump and the coal mines and alternative energy and that kind of stuff. One of the reasons we're kind of stuck is because Saudi Arabia controls oil prices. Exactly. And you can't piss them off too much or right. we're going to pay $10 a gallon for gas and then Trump's going to be really unpopular. So he can't do that. So he has to kowtow to these administrations because we refuse to invest in electric cars and alternative energies and all these things that could actually make us more independent from these crazy people who kill people in their embassies. Right. And Trump's first comment when questioned is, well, we don't know what happened, but we shouldn't stop arms sales to them. Yes. We just we just sold them a god a and ridiculous think, amount of money. I'm I'm pretty sure arm sales was the the missing thing I was trying to come up <laughs> what with. What that was <laughs> this yes. pro life Republican Party is willing to sweep under the rug the murder of one man so that they can protect arm sales, hundreds yes. of millions of dollars mm-hmm. of arm sales. Pathetic. It's like, no, no, don't pay attention to this one man that we've killed. Exactly. We need to protect the ability to kill millions more people. Yes. With all of these buns, uh, bombs and guns and tanks and fighter jets. That's yes. pretty much what they're saying when they sweep this under, under the rug. Like, oh, no, this it's fine. You know, it didn't happen. Or it was just, you know, mm-hmm. it's one person. Let's act like this didn't happen. And then yeah. this whole catastrophe just happens later on where it just gets 20 times worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was only he was only a legal um, resident of the United States, as Trump repeatedly points out. He wasn't a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen, so it really doesn't matter. This like, Washington uh, Post journalist. Yeah. yeah, this Washington Post just journalist like who's lived in Virginia. For years. Until they're born, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when children are actually here, they don't matter. But when they're in your womb, oh my gosh, everybody yes. wants to have access to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, it's absurd. the same twisted logic. Yeah. yeah. Pay no attention sense. to this dead journalist. And, and really, please don't pay attention to the proxy war that we're fighting in Yemen to exactly. <laughs> distract <laughs> from the fact that, you know, Trump really wants to evade Iran. Uh, it's this can't be life like this cannot be the the country that we live, we are living in right now i just right <sighs> to vote this, yeah <laughs> yeah we keep coming back to that word and, and every sentence with please go vote right um okay so talking about people um uh getting out to vote Um, we've got stuff going on. We have stuff going on. (laughs) Just a few things. We have good things going on. So, like, what's your team doing? Looking, look in our show notes. We have, uh, we're having canvases every week and phone banks every week from now until the election. Um, actually, Kelly has a phone uh, canvas today in Dayton, and um, Hannah has one in Toledo on Saturday. And we are actually seeing some really good turnout. I mean, a lot of people are coming out to Canvas and to Phone Bank. They are understanding what's at stake. Um, we have three weeks left in this election, less than three weeks. So, like, we need everyone to get on board. If you want to volunteer with us, um, you know, come go to our show notes, go to our page. Um, we will definitely give you something to do. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. 
uh, as you said tonight, uh, Dayton uh, canvassing at five thirty um, on Saturday at ten a.m. in Toledo, uh, and then on October twenty second here in Columbus uh, is in a Dayton phone bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're doing doors, doors, phones. Um, <laughs> October twenty seventh uh, back in Dayton uh, is another canvas, uh, and then October twenty ninth. Um, is a Monday, more phones. So uh, that was a lot of dates really quick. Yes. Um, All of (laughs) the information (laughs) for that is in the show notes. Uh, Always go to our Facebook page, click on the events tab. That's where you'll find the most up-to-date information. Um, In many parts of Ohio, there is something to do. Um, If if you can't get to one of those cities, give us a buzz. We'll either set you up with some phone calls that you can make mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. connect you with a partner organization of ours that's in some other part of Ohio closer to where you're at. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.